Welcome to Broken Catholic, the show where I interview practicing Catholics, non-Catholics, and recovering Catholics about why the world isn't working right now, and tackle unspeakable topics that many people secretly struggle with but won't admit. See, I believe that God is in the business of transformation, so I'm here to stand for you having a transformation so big that when God is done with you, you're barely recognizable. I'm your host, your coach, your brother, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist, and I freely share my personal struggles of being a modern Catholic man. It's freaking hard. I don't have it all figured out. I'm a work in progress just like you, and that's okay. Today, our featured guest is Gus Lloyd. Now, Gus Lloyd is a Catholic speaker, author, and just all-around popular, famous guy in Catholic circles. And he's just a rock star, a rock star for Christ. Gus, you've been on the show before. Uh, again, thank you for doing the show with us. Uh, really quick for our audience, take 30 seconds and uh, let the people know what you want them to know about you. Sure. Well, I am a radio host and a Catholic evangelist. I do a radio show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel 129, the Catholic Channel. My show is called Seize the Day. It's a talk show. Uh, 90% caller-driven uh, talk show where I just talk to people from all over North America every Monday through Friday from 7.30 to 10 a.m. on the East Coast and 7.30 to 10 a.m. on the West Coast as well. I've written a number of books, got a website, which is just my name, GusLloyd.com. I've been very, very blessed to do uh, you know speaking things all around the world, and God has been so good to me. And as you said, Gus, you're living the dream. Absolutely. And when you were a kid— this is exactly what you want to do with your life, and that's amazing. And yeah. Isn't it cool how God does that? It is. It, it was a circuitous route, mind you, uh, and, and a lot of it had to do—you know, it's funny. Can I, can I talk for just a second about that? Go for it. Thank you. Um, you know, God has this perfect plan, and it has been so interesting in my life to watch this plan play itself out. You know, I, I mentioned before— that I wanted to be in radio when I was a little kid. Yeah. And so I got into radio right out of high school and you know, started uh, making a name for myself and, and doing the radio gypsy thing, going from town to town, market to market, more jobs, more money, more blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, and then my, my world fell apart, mm. okay? And I had to get out of the business. I got out of radio altogether. It took many years for me to find my way back into radio, but it wasn't me finding my way back at all. It was purely God. So God's plan the whole time was that I be in radio, but it wasn't the kind of radio that I wanted to do, that I thought I was doing. He had a whole different plan, and it took all these years to first bring me back to him mm-hmm. and then open this door of opportunity. And I've, I've been, uh, I, I did a morning show on Spirit FM in Tampa for yeah. about 13 years. Great station. Yeah, they're the best. And, uh, and then about 11 years ago, got called to Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and so I've been doing that for about 11 years now. But it's just been really, really cool to see how God's perfect plan, I mean, it was always there. It just took me a long time to figure it all out. So you're slow like the rest of us then, I am huh? very slow. To learner. God's will in our lives. Yes. Yeah. That's why we're broken Catholics. All right, cool. So, you know, Gus, it's really easy to say that we love God, but it's incredibly difficult to trust him with our lives. Why do you think that is? Well, because because we're— we're stubborn. We're selfish. And you know, Joseph, I think this, this plays out a lot. Now, of course, it, it's, it's always and everywhere true. But I, I suspect that for us, and when I talk about us, I'm talking about 
20th and 21st century Americans, mm. it's particularly difficult for us. And there's a reason for that. It's kind of in our DNA. You know, we, we broke away from a king. I mean, the founding of our nation was breaking away from a king, from being anti-authoritarian, right? A and so that's kind of in our D DNA. We're rugged individualists. We can do this by ourselves. We, we have this culture where, you know, you pick yourself up by the bootstraps and, and you become successful by your own volition. And, you know, that's sort of the mindset that we have. And unfortunately, that often, too often, translates into our spiritual lives as well. Mm. That's why I think it's so difficult. Man, I like that. I, and I get it completely. And it's not that it's a bad thing to be driven, right? No, not at all. Yeah, it's just it's the misuse of it, sure. right? Dr you, driven to do what, I guess. You exactly. Know, driven, driven to rebel from our creator. Right. That's where it gets all jacked up, right, yeah. when we become a mess. Okay, got it. So today's topic is depression, right? And there's so many people, Gus, as you know, that wrestle with this day in, day out, moment by moment by moment. So I'm going to ask you this. How does depression resonate in your own life? Where does it show up or did show up? Share that story with us. Okay, this is one of the most difficult things to talk about. And especially, I believe, for men. Not, not exclusively for men, but especially for men. I get that. Right. Um, so here's the deal. You know, I'm, I view myself as a very positive person. You know, I got a very positive outlook on life. I'm living the dream. And yet, Joseph, I have struggled with depression for most of my life. Hmm. Now, it, it didn't really come to its full flower uh, until many years ago. And I was doing my Catholic radio show and literally living the dream. I mean, everything in my life was just coming up roses. And yet, I couldn't crawl out of this big black hole that I found myself in. Now... I put on a good face, and when the light goes on, when the microphone, you know, the on-air light goes on, boom, I'm a professional. That's what I do. Mm. And, and, you know, I'm very positive, and I try to lift people up all the time. But inside, inside, there was this, this big, dark demon lurking, and I just couldn't shake it. Hmm. And, my, and my wife especially began to kind of see this in me. And I, and I knew, I, you know, I'd known for a long time that I was, was having issues with depression. So it finally came to a head, and I finally had to confront it. I had to confront it in myself, and I, and I had to come clean. It's very much it's a very Catholic kind of notion where, you know, we have to come clean and go to confession. Yeah. And so we, we have this real tendency, and I think this is very easy for most people to do, Catholics as well, to just keep everything under wraps. I mean, I'm sure there was a, a long stretch of your life where you didn't go to confession. You got that, right. I didn't see right. any need to go to confession. Absolutely. Didn't care about, you know, same with me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in this particular instance, with this particular disease, it was very much the same for me. I just couldn't, I couldn't voice it. I couldn't give it voice because of all the things that we talked about a few moments ago. I was bit, I was strong. I'm a man, by golly. I'm, I'm a tough guy, and I'm not going to let this get the best of me. Mm. And yet, it was getting the best of me. And I finally had to come clean, and, and the first thing I did was admit it to my wife. And, of course, mm. she knew. She saw it every day, right? <laughs> yeah, wives know these things, don't they? They do. They're so yeah. good, so intuitive, you know? And, and I believe, truly, that women are very, very intuitive about stuff like this. So. Anyway, I, I, I told her, and I said, honey, I, I, something's wrong. Something just is wrong, and, and, I, and I'm really struggling with depression. So I went to see a doctor. Whoa. Yeah. That was not easy for you, I'm that guessing. That was not easy at all. That yeah. is the most difficult step, I think, 
that someone can take. But having dealt with addictions before in my life as well, I knew that, you know, in order to get better, first thing you got to do is admit you got a problem. Second thing you got to do is admit you need help. Boom. So I did. So I, I went to a doctor and, uh, and I got, you know, I, tr I got on some medications and one of them just absolutely, the first one absolutely didn't work for me. Mm. Uh, in fact, it made me suicidal. What? Yeah. And, uh, and so I, you know, I went back to the doctor and I said, man, I, I, I can't do this. This is, I mean, literally I, I ha I'm having suicidal thoughts. I, and so wow. he got me off of that medication, put me on another one and this one worked. Okay. And it was like opening, it was like opening a, 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 a a dirty window. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, like look, through, you look outside through a, a really like filthy cloudy, window. Yeah. You can see that the sun is out there, mm. and you can maybe see some shapes and stuff like that, but everything is just, yeah, cloudy. It's yeah, just it, your vision isn't right. So after this, uh, uh, you know, after things, my brain chemicals got better, it was like opening the window, and suddenly I could see everything again. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Uh, so that was really the most difficult thing for me was just admitting uh, that that I had this condition, and you know, very much like addiction as well, Joseph. When when those of us who struggle or have struggled, I mean, continue to struggle with addiction, uh, it's it's very difficult to admit that we have a problem because it's like saying I'm weak. Yeah, you know, I'm a weak person. That's exactly what it's saying. And that's so to hard to do. Yeah, it's so hard to say I'm a weak person. What I've learned is is now in acknowledging that, it doesn't mean I'm wrong. It just means I'm human. Yes. Right? Yeah. And to get that, that we're all broken, there's freedom in that. There is. And, and that's huge, that you were able to do that. And then even when you got the bad dose of medis, uh, medication that created these suicidal thoughts, that you had the wherewithal to go back and say, this isn't working, I need this corrected right immediately and uh, that took vulnerability as well now quick question and i'm, I'm gonna go off on a segment just for a second here sure. so many people would say well gus you're a catholic guy you believe in god why didn't you just get on your knees and pray for god to take away the depression why did you res uh, resort to secular medicine for instance <laughs> I, i'm being the antagonist sure, no in no the i story. get it i get it you know it's interesting too because i i just read a piece just a couple of days ago uh, about this idea of over-spiritualizing our medical problems. Mm. And it's easy enough to do. It really is. Yes, it is. And, and so let me answer your question like this. I did. I did get on my knees. I prayed every day that God would take this thorn out of my flesh, just like St. Paul, the thorn in the flesh. Yes. Depression is it for me. Yep. Uh, and, and I just begged God, Lord, please, I, you, know, you know how tough this is. I, I, I can't deal it with, with this. You're giving me more than I can handle. Uh, and, and then, you know, it was just God's grace when he said, well, you know, there are there are medicines for this. You can do this. But but the, the hardest thing, I think, Joseph, is recognizing that it's not a character flaw. Depression is not a character flaw. It is a medical condition. Mm. And, you know, thanks be to God, my wife, I mean, she just beat that into my head over and over again. You know, honey, this isn't this isn't a character flaw. It's a medical condition. And, and so that's how you need to look at it. That's what you need to realize. And once we do that, it's like, look, if you uh, uh, if you get a broken arm, you're going to go to a doctor. You're yeah. going to go to the hospital. You're going to get a cast. You're going to yeah. do the things that you need to do to make it better, right? Right. Literally, if you're sitting there with a broken arm, right, your bone's sticking out, you're not going to say, get to your knees and, and Lord, pray. Lord, fix my arm. Yeah, fix it. I want a miraculous healing in front of everybody so, to show your glory. Right. 
right? He's not going to do that. Right. He's going to say, get your butt to the hospital right. and I'll show myself differently. Right? And, the, and the same thing with <laughs> depression. Same thing is that, you know, yeah, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, mm. but that wasn't, uh, that wasn't the, that wasn't God's will uh, that I have that miraculous healing. And sometimes God, you know, he's got a purpose. He's got a plan. I don't, I don't always know what it is. I don't always like it, but I had to accept that, you know, hey, I, and, and, you know, Joseph, in, in, in thinking about this, maybe God's perfect plan was for me to just humble myself mm. under his mighty hand, Boom. you know, and say, uh, because if God had healed me like right then and there, uh, I probably would have thought that it was something I did. You see what I mean? I, I probably would have taken the credit for it myself. Oh, I am a big tough guy. I Man, I am, stuff. I am a prayer warrior. Right? <laughs> And so that wasn't the way that God knew that I needed yeah. to be fixed. It's like gasoline on our pride. It is. It just flares up. I get that 100% because I'm wired the same, my friend. There you go. So what part of depression would you say um, do you still sometimes wrestle with? Is it still present or is it completely gone? Every day. Every day I wrestle with mm. it. I have to. And, and it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Uh, f- I, I'm no longer on prescription medication, but I take supplements and whatnot to, to help on a day-to-day basis. That's amazing. I have to pray. I mean, I, I have to have a prayer life every day for God to keep this at bay. Got it. Yeah. Have you, have you uh, had moments where you said, you know what, I could skip today, I could skip whatever, and then all of a sudden you got put right back on the right track? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, it, it happens pretty often. If I'm, you know, it's it's very much like uh, it's it's like um, your finances. You know, okay. if you're not diligent in in making sure that you take care of your, of your finances, then things can go south on you real quick, right? Yeah, for sure. Same thing with your health. Same thing with your mental health. If you're not diligent, if you're not taking care of things every day, every moment of every day. Uh, things can go south on you real quick. I think it's like standing on a, the edge of a cliff, and when the, the ground starts slipping under you, that's a warning. That's like, hey, you're about to fall. Right. Get back to where it's safe. Yeah. Yeah, so that really shows up for me there. Uh, let me ask you this. What's the one thing that you want the world to know about depression and wrestling with depression in relation to faith and and really what we were just talking about what's that one thing you want the world to know right now all right actually a couple of things first i'll reiterate it's not a character flaw it's not a character weakness okay it's a medical condition for pete's sake uh so take care of it in that light second this idea of a thorn in the flesh you know why why do you think saint paul saint paul of all people right the apostle to the gentiles why would God give him a thorn in the flesh? Why would God do that to him? Why wouldn't God just make his life? And, and Paul, I mean, gosh, that poor guy, he went through all kinds of crazy stuff, right? He was stubborn like you and I. Exactly. I'm just saying. And so, so I think, you know, from a spiritual perspective, we have to look at it as though this isn't God's punishment for us. Because a lot of people could look at it this way. Oh, God, why are you punishing me this way? And look, it's the same thing with, with so many other kinds of medical problems, people that have cancer and addictions and, and all these other things. They look at it as a punishment from God. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Don't look at it as a punishment from God. We, and, and Joseph, you know, this takes, uh, this takes a lot of prayer, and, and uh, I'm going to use a phrase here that I'll stick by. Uh, it takes some spiritual maturity to kind of get your head around this, that God allows these things or has these things happen in our lives for a greater purpose, for our good. God mm. is always at work in the background. 
God is always at work for our good in the background. And so maybe this depression that I don't like one bit, believe me when I tell you, I don't like this a bit. It's no fun. It's very difficult to deal with. But I know that God wants to use it for his glory, that there's some kind of purpose, some kind of plan for this whole thing where he's going to make good of it. See, I'm a great believer in Romans 8:28. St. Paul says this, For we know that all things work for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things work for good, even those things that might be very difficult, even those things that we see as being punishment, even those things mm. that, that we don't like or, or don't think that any good can come of it. If we allow it, if we're open to it, God can bring good from that. And that's the way that we need to look at depression and all of these other things as well. You know, that takes total surrender. It really does, just to be present for that, to say, you know, I can't see God, but I know he's working in the background. Right. We were just having a discussion this morning in the men's group about Abram and how God walks him outside and says, look up at the stars and count the stars. This this is the amount of, of your your sons that you will birth, right, and nations. Yeah. And what's interesting, a uh, part that is left out or misinterpreted, is that uh, we tend to think it was at nighttime when he went outside, but it was actually during the day because later on it says, the, and then the sun went down. So God walks him outside during the day in the blazing sun and says, look up at the stars and count them. Well, you can't during the day, right? So God's saying, trust in me. Know that it's there. Know that I'm always there, like the stars in the sky during the day. You know they're there. Why do you believe they're not? Just because the sun's out, right? right. And that's how we go through life, isn't it? Amen. Yeah, I get that. Amen. Okay, cool. So, Gus, my favorite part of the, the you know, interview in the, the show here is welcome to the confession round. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm going to ask you uh, Wait, 12. I don't see a collar. I don't see a stole. I don't see, uh, <laughs> There's no that? priest present, so Thank it's God. a little play on words here. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask you 12 quick-fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink them. And I know you were on the show uh, previously, so I'm going to change up a few of the questions if that's cool with you. Sure. All right, here we go. What's your favorite sound? Uh. My uh, grandchildren laughing. Love it. What's your least favorite sound? The alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I almost never hear. So, gotcha. Yeah. You may need a new alarm clock. No, no. I just I get up before the alarm oh, clock cool. every day. Awesome. Yeah. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A radio guy. Yep. Love yep. it. And that's what you're doing. Living yep. the dream. Living what the are dream. you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? Of offending God. Hmm. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. What did you spend way too much time doing uh, before you really grew closer in relationship with the Lord? What did I spend way yeah. too much time doing? Uh, chasing the brass ring. Mm. Yeah. And what was your brass ring? Uh, it, just, you know, success, money, trying to build a business, all that other stuff. Got just it. stupid stuff. Yeah, same yeah. as me. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about that earlier. What secret fear do you have about people? What secret fear do I have about people? Yeah. Uh, that they will find out what a fraud I am. Mm, I get that. Yeah. What do you wish that you had learned sooner in your faith, your journey? Obedience. <laughs> wow, that one hits. What is a new habit that you would like to form? Uh, oh, boy, that's a great question. What is a new habit that I would like to form? Um, pass. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would really have to think about that. What's yeah. a new habit? No, it's something like to sit with, right? Yeah. What is a bad habit you'd like to break? Uh, selfishness. 
Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's like I'm looking in the mirror right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're literally calling me out. Uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Child of God. Love it. Pick three words to describe who you were back then when you were really wrestling with the depression. Uh, uh, ooh, lost, lonely, sad. Yeah. yeah. What a difference, huh? Yeah. When you open uh-huh. the window. Yeah. For real. Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. It says simply, here lies a child of God. Got it. Yeah, can, I, can I expand on that? Yes, you can, because you've answered that question previously, right? Okay, so, yeah. I, so I love so, that you're expanding. So let me expand on that. Um, you know, there was a point in my spiritual life where I was really struggling with my identity, and I think this is a real problem, especially, Joseph, for men. Not not alone, but, uh, you know, I do a lot of men's ministry, so I find this to be the case. You know, we get our identity wrapped up in what we do, mm, not so who much. we are. You got that and right. And many years ago, I had a very wise spiritual director who, who challenged me on that and said, look, you need to start thinking of yourself not, not about what you do, you know. So somebody says, well, you know, what are you or who are you? Uh, and naturally, your first inclination is to say, I'm a fill-in-the-blank radio host, I'm right. an author, I'm a construction occupation. worker, or occupation, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and so I realized that my first and hopefully foremost and only identity is as a child of God. I am a son of, I'm a son of the Father, I'm a child of the King, and that's all I need to be. You literally just took the words out of my brain that were saying— who I am, right? I am a son of the Father, yeah. and my Father runs the universe. Yep, that's and a pretty that's big a deal. Pretty good identity, right? Yes. And we're all that. Your sons and daughters of the Father. Remember that. Okay. And last question: If you could come back to life, and uh, God gave you that permission, yeah, and you could tell your family, friends, and loved ones only one piece of advice, what would you say to them, Gus? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love it. Not easy to do. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. And Gus, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you again? I have a website. It's just my name, Gus Lloyd, G-U-S-L-L-O-Y-D.com. Also, if you are a Sirius XM satellite radio subscriber, listen to me on Seize the Day, Monday through Friday morning, 7.30 to 10 a.m. East and on the West Coast as well. You folks, you can tell he's a radio guy, right? Man, he's like blowing me out of the water here. I'm like humbled over here on this mic. Okay, cool. And Gus, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you uh, uh, the blessing, right? I wish you God's love, forgiveness, and transformation in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on the show, Gus. Cheers. Friends, I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. Head over to brokencatholic.com to learn how to stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and remember that God the Father loves you. He's fascinated by you. And he wants to show you his awesome plan for your life. Now go spend quiet time with him. And I'll see you on the next show.